Welcome to the Art of Preventing Stupid podcast. I'm Matthew Neal Davis, an author, lawyer, and owner of one of the fastest growing law firms in the country, built on the idea of helping businesses make smart decisions. I'm going to teach you in this podcast how to protect, improve, and grow your business by dealing with your problems before they happen, because prevention is direction. Vamos, amigos. Howdy, everybody. Especially you ambitious business owners and managers, you are my people. Welcome back to the Art of Preventing Stupid podcast. This is Matthew Davis. And today we're in part three of Red's Plumbing, A Study in Catastrophes. Now, I say that, but what we're really talking about are the potential catastrophes facing Red and their Stephanie on their little adventure in capitalism. They launched their business with some certain goals, financial security, personal freedom, and a better future for their kids. By doing that, they planted the seeds of their problems, and what we're gonna do is reverse engineer these seeds to make sure they don't sprout. So let's kill some weeds. We left off last week with catastrophes in personnel, which brings us to catastrophes in production. Looking under the hood, we established in our hypothetical, they have a million dollars in coverage in their auto liability and their commercial general liability. I don't like this for the trucks. They've got trucks out on the road. They're pretty heavy vehicles, right? Presumably a little heavier than your standard pickup. And that $1 million in auto liability can go just like that. And I don't like that, okay? Let's talk about increasing that coverage. It's not that expensive because the likelihood of those things happening decreases and by those things, I mean expensive claims happen. And so on the actuarial tables, the insurance companies don't charge you that much more for the increased coverage. But boy, when you need it, you need it. Okay. Depending on the line of business, the million dollars for commercial general liability might be okay. We're going to come back to that. Okay. One facet of catastrophes in production is making sure the work gets done right. For instance, for my firm, it's getting the pleadings properly prepared, the right arguments made, okay? Maybe be in the courthouse on time. For Red and Stephanie, the issue is getting the right pipes in the right places and the fittings in place and being there when people need you, okay? They need the assurance that their employees are not gonna do subpar jobs that leaves houses flooded and that their weekend calls get fulfilled, okay? The way to do this is through written policies and procedures which used together make the systems that let business owners like Red and Stephanie sleep at night. Getting these in place really straddles preventing all three kinds of failures discussed in my book, but since we're on catastrophes, we're going to try and focus there. Now, this also ties back to whether the commercial general liability policy is enough, and part of that depends on the kind of work we finally settle on. If it's the bigger commercial jobs, let's say we're working on a big expensive building, um, probably not enough. Now, it may be enough to satisfy the demands of the contract that you enter into with the general contractor, but wow, if something goes bad, you've probably got an indemnity clause and it can really hurt. Now, if we're just talking residential jobs, probably enough. 
depending on the size of house that you're working on. You know, what the catastrophe looks like is bad plumbing, pipes break, water goes everywhere, water damage. And for just residential, you're probably okay. Now, another kind of catastrophe comes with business growth. And it's common in the sense that this is what Michael Gerber talks about in E-Myth. When your business gets going, are you ready for the growth or do you just hit a wall where you don't have your systems in place and the business isn't running itself, the business is running you. And I know a lot of you business owners out there feel this, particularly if you're doing a good job and taking care of your customers. This ties over of course, all the way into your ignorance, into your ineptitude, and then down into your measurements and metrics so that you can see if you're growing or not. I don't have a good sense. I didn't set it out in the book as far as whether red's ready for this, but it's something that you have to think about in the back of your mind. Are you ready for the growth? Can you handle it? Now, let's go back to just the production and the quality. In our hypothetical, red has instilled the discipline of having all of the employees at the shop at eight o'clock, ready to work, dressed in uniforms, with their shirt tucked in and a belt on. This level of discipline I really like because it's gonna help ensure the team has a dedication to quality, a dedication to making sure things are done right. And it's about what I call rhythm and bass, which is that attitude of just being the tortoise, just going along, going steady. Remember, you don't have to do the sexiest business in the world to be successful. Sometimes it's just taking care of people's needs. Then there's Red's Strictly to Code Policy, and it's the idea that they are gonna follow the book, whatever their plumbing code is, to make sure that the work is done properly. That sort of core value and refusing to be what I call a duct tape and bailing wire outfit goes a long way toward keeping production catastrophes at bay. You aren't gonna see shoddy jobs out of reds very often if they're following that, if they're doing their jobs right. Okay, one thing I want you to note about production is how it bleeds over into ignorance and ineptitude. And by that, I mean how the catastrophes breed over. This is particularly true of the internal human sort of catastrophes because we need the team beating on all cylinders, we need them knowing how to do their job, and we need them systematically doing their job right, or else we are gonna end up with the catastrophes. So particularly on the production part of your business, that's where your ignorance and ineptitude really tie over leading to catastrophes, okay? Moving on to the catastrophe in the plant, and REDS has two parts of a, of a plant. They've got the physical plant and then they've got the field plant, okay? We have the garage turned into a shop. And man, I love this. Keep it simple, keep the overhead low. I talk about one of our local companies, Grondike Trucking, and how Harold Grondike built it in a tin barn. And it's a huge enterprise. I love keeping the overhead low. But this actually has some real value. A fire or an accident can cost, oh, let's say 75,000 bucks to replace the building and all the equipment in it. It's time for a call to the insurance agent to make sure that we're protected on that plant because it's got some real value. Yeah, they think of it as just a garage, but that's where the business happens, right? And then there's the field. And by the field for them, it's the trucks because I've got it set up in the book where, say their trucks are worth about 20,000 bucks a piece because they're high mileage now, they're getting good use out of them, 
But I don't know if you've priced trucks lately. You know, a three-quarter ton can set you back 50, 60,000 bucks, maybe more. And that can really put a dent in the cash flow around here. So we need to make sure we've got them insured properly. We probably also want to look at a system of replacing them and turning them over. Okay, just need to think about how to deal with that part of our plant. So for production and for the plant, as far as catastrophes for red, I gave them two solid Bs. They've got some threats, but they're not in too bad a shape. Next week, we're back with catastrophes in metrics, marketing, and sales. And again, we're taking some time to unpack these problems that seem really predictable. And I'm taking some episodes to do it because what I'm trying to illustrate is as you analyze a business, as you walk through it, and as you do so using the business immune system report, it just helps bring everything out. And it's the same stuff over and over again, because ultimately the goal of a business is to get all seven of your systems working right for you. And it doesn't mean that analyzing it and protecting your business and building your business immune system is hard. What it means is that you can do it but you really should do it in a systematic way. Thanks again for listening. And remember, there's more about The Art of Preventing Stupid over at theartofpreventingstupid.com and the books available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other fine retail outlets. Thanks for listening. Thanks for letting us be part of your journey.